Hi, welcome today. My name's Victor Chimwala, as you should have gotten from the intro. Today is an exciting day. It's a good day. I'm a little fluey, but I'm still going to speak to you because I think you need to hear this. I like to speak about compromises, basically decisions that should have been made that you ended up making, but you didn't make them for your sake. And the reasons why compromises exist are what I want to dive into today. Maybe the best way to start this is from the beginning. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a pilot. And then I met an amazing architect who convinced me I wanted to be an architect. I genuinely grew up with that decision in my mind, that sort of mindset to say that someday I'm going to be an architect. I didn't even know what an architect did. All I knew is they planned out houses and that was it. I just knew the base part of it, you know, the amount of calculation they needed to do. And so I ended up going through life trying to be an architect. I took the right courses for it. I went through every single test and trial. And when I was done with my high school, that was the only thing that I applied for. And guess what? You know, at times you get the best results, but then life throws a wrench into your plans. And suddenly I got rejected. My university of choice didn't regard the need for me. They did not want me in that particular program. Not because I didn't do well enough, but because their quota was just met. Apparently, architecture was a dream that a lot of people had and as such it made it a more desirable program for a lot of people, which meant the best of the best had to be picked and it just appeared that I wasn't that. So desperate to create a plan on the go, I decided to give it a second shot. And so I appealed to the school and said, I was able to do this, but if they would give me a chance to at least prove myself in another program, I would make an appeal in the next year to go into architecture. So in order to do this, a wise person from the university advised me to apply for a program that was closer to architecture within the same department. And I did. I applied for real estate and surprise, surprise, real estate accepted me with open arms. And so this was me in my first year looking at the architects because basically the first year at our university is every single person in the same room from the same department doing different courses learning the same thing and it made me think what then made the architect special they had nothing that set them apart from us and upon further investigation i found out some of them did worse than me at their grade 12 and so it made me think was this really just life saying no to this particular plan was this god's desire for me to say I shouldn't become an architect and as such I would discover something new and so with positivity I ended up looking at the situation and saying maybe there's something greater at the other end and so I did my assessment I looked at both programs and I found the opportunity in what it is that I was doing real estate the one program that I didn't know about that had existed for a really long time and so I studied it I learned and at the end of that year I did so well but when i was given the chance to go into my architecture 
my brain started to think if there is nothing special about architecture why should i do it and so i decided to stick with what i had my first compromise through real estate i gave my all reached my fifth year and that's where a lot of challenges came where i decided to do a thesis and it always seemed so easy but for some reason thesis just didn't work my mind was clogged bored somehow i couldn't think about the next thing i was panicking almost all the time i aced my presentations because i feel like a lot of times presentations are not really about what you say more about how you say it and how you display the information and so i did that and until the last moment i went to present my thesis and i didn't make it it was a very sad reality for me because i think that was the first if not second time i ever failed in my life the first time i failed was at the same university on my first math test because you know coming from a background of constant i don't know maybe we had easy tests maybe someone out there has gone through this before where you've been through school and you simply just ace every test but then you know this university taught me that whatever those six points were didn't matter it made me feel like i wasn't special and i needed to start to learn again so i failed in my thesis the first time broke me but it wasn't for the worst so i gave it another go and surprise surprise because at that time i thought maybe there's just something wrong with the school right i did not learn and so i went back into the same thing and came out the same way i felt a second time and so now it was a question of is it me with the problem am i not the special person that i was taught i was when i was a kid you know is something wrong with me was where i started and so i started to make a few changes about myself instead of making the end game plan of success i decided to make a huge compromise i said i'll let go of one year of school because some stuff in my personal life happened i could restructure myself so i could learn so i could understand what i was doing wrong and then work so that at least i don't fall behind but you see the worst part about it was immediately i separated myself from school my mind turned off from school and because i did that after a failure i was very very bitter about school i ended up saying school was my worst thing it wasn't my talent and so at the back of my mind i kept on saying i'll never go back there i'm, I'm a dropout i'm done i'm never going to move forward and it had been like that for a really long time until it reached a point where even the window to get back into school started to feel like it was closing so there was a third time trying to break the cycle because a few things that went wrong sort of like started to go right and i failed again now can you imagine having to go through the most hurtful thing three times and failing despite learning so a moment in time my mind just said no this is the school blame the people 
I mean, I blamed every single person from myself to the time that I gave to my partner at the time, to the lectures, to the school, to God. It felt heavy and I didn't know what to do about it. I felt like I just needed to give up. There was no way I was getting my degree. I was here at the last moment. I just had to let it go. And I did. And I'm speaking to you because I know there's someone out there who thinks this was probably just the right decision. Or maybe there was something wrong that you needed to look into. But most times life does come to you like this. There are things that you plan for that you think are going to work out for you because you are peculiar, because you're special, because you are great. And you are peculiar. You are great. You are special. You are strong. You are able to do anything. I mean, absolutely anything. But the devil doesn't care about that. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. He doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to believe in yourself. The only time you ever want you to believe in yourself is when he's created a plot to destroy you and destroy you at your core. That's why we've seen a lot of cases of depression is because people basically have high expectations and those high expectations are correct. But the enemy wants to continue convincing you that those realities are the lie and that the lie which is that you're not special is the truth it's not correct the best way to get through more especially as a youth as a child as a kid as a person growing as a person of any state is to persevere there are two things that you need in your life perseverance which is the constant ability to push beyond no matter what comes you just need to hold on give it your all go in for the fight knowing that at the end of those 10 rounds you still be standing no matter what no matter how hard it hits you no matter how bad your eyes hurt your hands hurt your legs hurt your muscles ache you not let go you will not drop yourself to the ground even when a killer punch is done you'll be up before those 10 seconds in order to claim your prize you will stand till the end and even after the bell rings and even if the enemy is called the victor you are the victor because then the enemy did not destroy you the price that you get at the end of the day comes from your perseverance your pride will never be taken away your belief in yourself will never be taken away and trust me that's what the devil is up against he's not trying to keep you in poverty just so that you can suffer in poverty he knows that physical suffering is nothing he wants to mentally torment you and that's the battle that we face in this generation how can we battle something like that and that's why i said you need to persevere no matter what you know ephesians talks about putting on the full armor of god there's one particular component of it which is faith you know it's really funny faith is one of the elementary teachings as the bible says but it's one of the things that we all seem to let go of and we feel is the hardest thing but the biggest problem is 
faith causes to believe in the absence of evidence. So instead of believing based on what we see, we are to believe in something that is unseen. The reality behind it is what we think we do not see, which is God, does exist. And God has been speaking for you and has been fighting for you since the beginning of time. So the faith you need to have is what's going to hold you so that you can be persistent in your pursuit of success. Persistence requires you to hold on to an anchor, a true belief, your core belief, which is that you succeed. And if you think that there's something in the world that's going to convince you that you're worth anything, you may be wrong there because the world still believes in competition where they feel they need to pull you down before they can get exalted themselves. There's selfish nature that's out there. And I tell you the truth, God believes in you and he sees you as his prize possession he sees you as his friend he sees you as a king and priest he sees you as an anointed person as a mighty man of valor so be persistent don't let go persistence is not letting go no matter what it's pushing despite the fact that your legs ache despite the fact that the baby is crying you need to go for those classes girl you need to go for them it's moving forward despite the fact that people are calling you a sinner no matter what you need to push even if people call you a failure and you do feel it yourself and even if there's no one speaking and it's your heart that's saying that you are the failure you are the wrong one in this state you are the one who is lost you have to remember the true voice, which is the voice of God, which says that you are whole, you are great, you are his pride and joy. The creator of the universe calls you perfect. He calls you perfect in every way possible. He'll change nothing in you, so be persistent. And the other thing is, if persistence is going to get you to the top, what's going to keep you at the top is consistency. I heard that from Pastor T.D. Jakes just the other day, and it was making me, <laughs> it almost made me tear up. Consistency, whatever it is that you are doing, do it consistently. Don't let it go. Don't give it a two-second fix and think that it's going to be okay just after that consistently putting your effort to stay there nothing can battle a consistent and persistent person think about it this way you know those zombie movies that we don't watch the reason why we're freaked out about mobile zombies is because those things don't die they are consistent and persistent they will stop at nothing cut off their legs they will still come forward cut off their hands they will still come forward that's the sort of persistence and consistency that you need as a believer in order to pull through this world. Certain battles are not won only by prayer in your secret closet, but you also need to add these two things. But prayer is very important. So in all your spiritual actions, from prayer to fasting to giving, be persistent and consistent. In reading the word of God, be persistent and consistent. Do not let go. Learn, arm yourself with the full armor of God according to Ephesians that you may be able to stand. Barely standing requires the full armor of God. That's how deep the battle is. So don't let go. I pray that God may be with you in your pursuit of happiness, in your pursuit of peace, in your pursuit of greatness that have been promised unto you. You shouldn't be running marathons that you did not 
register for. And if the marathon is required for life, you need to run it the right way. So that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope to see you next time. Have a good week.